0: breathing in air the fake ain't phony they just seeing impaired cuz you believe what you see or believe what ain't there the real world is twisted and to me it ain't fair cuz pretty people seem welcome to the voices in my head the intro and outro music is west and coast by the high council We can check them out on soundcloud Welcome back. If you've been enjoying my YouTube channel and my podcast, please hit that like and subscribe button. It would really help me out. I am back with one of my most exciting topics that I've been covering since doing this podcast. And this is about the whole kerfuffle surrounding the NC House Speaker and a husband that is suing him for alienation of affection because he was sleeping with this man's spouse. And the real question is were they legally separated at the time or not? Or did the speaker have break up the marriage, the Hilarity ensues when this is the Republican Party, the party of quote family values and Christian values that this is happening with. And this is just getting deeper and deeper. And every time I turn around, something new is coming out. The news is digging into this. Now, this is WREL News is a leftist news organization, clearly pro-Democrat. At the same time, they did dig into and North Carolina auditor Beth Wood's quote DUI or alleged DUI. Because and she never got charged with DI because she fled the scene of an accident, left her car running. They dug into that. So I I think when it comes to the politicians, or at least on both of these issues, they dug into them equally, and they're digging into this. They came across something very interesting and makes you wonder. It just makes you scratch your head because I don't believe in coincidences, and this is awfully coincidental. So I'm on WRAL.com. This article was written on on June 26, 2023. The headline is Big Raises for Woman Who Was Dating NC House Speaker. Now, which woman are we talking about? The same woman that we've been talking about in several episodes, Jamie Lasseter, whose husband, is suing NC House Speaker for the alienation affection. So it starts off at the top here. A messy lawsuit reveals an affair with one of the most powerful people in state government. Her boss said large pay increases were based on her merit, not the secret relationship. So she got big raises. Well, let's look into this. A state employee who was involved in a romantic relationship with Speaker of the House Tim Moore saw her salary increase by 50% during the three-year affair. Wow, 50%. I don't even get a 50% pay raise. And I'm sure it's just totally coincidental that the woman that is a friends with benefit, a booty call for Tim Moore. And that basically how he described it. And I'm using different languages, but he said it was just sporadic. It was random. It wasn't an ongoing thing. It was just, and he, it was so sporadic, he doesn't even remember the date. So it was not a real relationship. So in today's language, that would be a friends with benefits or just a booty call. And just so happens that the woman he is, sleeping with is getting a 50% pay raise over three years. But I'm sure that's just totally coincidental. And she earned that all on her own merit. Back to the article, the raises have garnered attention from political observers who have speculated on whether the increases were related to the relationship. Hmm, I wonder why they would think that. Because no one no one ever gets raises just on their own merit. I mean, I mean, people get 50% raises over three years on their own merit all the time. And I hope you understand there's sarcasm in that back the article these salaries were decided by a committee of superior court clerks around the state not by the legislature conference president jay yancey washington who has been on the committee since 2016 and an officer since 2018 said more had nothing to do with the raises so i'm going to jump over to ballotpedia.org because i wanted to look up mr yancey and lo and behold he is a republican so i'm I'm sure it's purely coincidental that the man that is the head of the committee since 2016, which is about the time that she started working for this organization or this part of the government, just happens to be a Republican and never talked to the Speaker of the House. They never had any sidebar conversations, Never went out to dinner, never been over to each other's house or for a Christmas party or a barbecue. Nope, they don't even know each other. I'm sure they never had any conversations, at least- That can be officially traced through emails or a calendar meeting or something like that. So let's go back to the article. Washington said he didn't even know that Jamie Lasseter, executive director for the NC Conference of Clerks, had a relationship with the speaker, which was publicly revealed this month as part of in a lawsuit filed by her husband, Scott Lasseter. Here's a quote from Mr. Washington. Her raises were based upon performance and achievement during her tenure. Jamie Lassiter also said conference members would not have known about her relationship with the speaker. Quote, I do an annual review like any state employee, Lassiter said. Well, I'm sure she does. Now, the question arises that, or at least what I'm thinking is, did Speaker Moore ever have a conversation with Mr. Washington and not not mention, say, hey, I'm banging this woman. So give her a raise, but just say, hey, she's a friend. Can you make sure her pay raises are pretty nice? Can you help us out? And I, I'm sure I got, you know, you want some things for me and I'll make sure I can get those for you. Maybe increase your budget or do something for you. I, I can help you out. And it's just a different side conversation. But both of them are Republicans. I'm sure they both know each other. And he said that it that her raises were based on her performance and achievement. Okay, so let's see her performance reviews. Let's see all the wonderful things she has done to merit a 50% raise over the past three years. Now, in my company, my best performance reviews are usually tied to huge projects that I've worked on. And with these projects, we can quantify and actually show the success of the project like hey we implemented this project under budget within the time frame we met their deadlines and we had no issues once the project went live. Or we had maybe one issue, but everybody else doing their projects had 10 or 15 issues. That's That may be common. That may be the norm. And that's what's accepted. But we we did something that no one else did. Let's see, what did she do? Exactly what were her achievements? Quantify those. Did she bring the organization, the NC Conference of Clerks, maybe into the 21st century? Maybe they were all using an old computer system, and she implemented a newer, better system that may tie into other states. So the North Carolina Conference of Clerks can now interact with all other 49 states in the country, and they can share information. Did she do something like that? What did she do exactly and show us her performance reviews? They should be public information. And I know personnel stuff may not, but at least you can sh- you know quantify what were the specifics that she did such an outstanding job I mean, when CEOs get huge bonuses, the board of directors, they're looking, what did you do? Did you increase profit of the company? Did you increase the stock price? Did you lower the expenses of the company? Did you buy out new companies? I remember... Back in the 70s when I was growing up, when Chrysler was about to go bankrupt and they needed the government, the U.S. government to come in and bail them out. Because here, the big three auto manufacturers, this is when everything was made in America. Still, the big three, GM, Chrysler, and Ford. And one of those big threes was about to go under. I mean. The U.S. government stepped in and said, hey, we're going to bail you out. And Lee Iacocca, who came in, and I'm not sure if he worked for them at the time or he, he was brought in, but he took over the CEO position and his agreement with the company was, I forget, either he got zero pay or a $1 paycheck per year. He wanted all his pay in stock because his thinking was, when I turn this company around and that stock doubles, triples, and quadruples, that proved I did my job and I won a huge payoff. However, if... If this company goes bankrupt because I can't save it, then I don't get paid at all. Or I get paid just like every other shareholder, which may be pennies on the dollars. He put his money where his mouth is. He said he could turn the company around and he made a huge payout on it. Well, what did Jamie Lasseter do to to enjoy a 50% pay raise? I would love to know. Back to the article other recent past presidents of the conference didn't immediately return messages seeking comment. Now, sometimes news organizations can be slimy. They will send a, a message out at 445 to people saying, hey, we're going to we're going to run this article at five o'clock. Do you got any any comments? And they don't even read the email before it runs out. Now, if they gave them 12 hours, 24 hours before they ran the article, fine. It, but just to put out there, news organizations are slimy. So the fact that they're, they're not saying anything. Anything makes me wonder. Scott Lasseter said he discovered the relationship in December and he alleged that it broke his marriage. He said in the lawsuit that Jamie Lasseter feared reprisals against the conference if she ended the relationship with Moore. Now, if the conference was getting some quid pro quo from NC speaker Moore, then I can see she being afraid of that. That hey, you know, i I've, I've been pulling in extra money for this organization by having an affair with the Speaker of the House, and if I call it off he may retaliate. Now, she says that's not true. So this is just the ex-husband's word. Jamie Lasseter has denied that and said the only person who ever threatened her career was her, quote, soon to be ex-husband. So Jamie saying, nope, didn't happen. Jamie Lasseter started as the conference director in 2016, three years before the relationship that Moore said began in 2019. Well, that's when they acknowledge it began. I'm wondering, based on this, did it really happen before 2019 or did they concoct that date because she had a separation agreement dated, I think it was May 24th of 2019. Back to the article, Scott Lasseter's lawsuit also pegs 2019 as the affairs beginning, or at least maybe that's when he knew it began. In that year, and I'm assuming that's 2019, Jamie Lasseter's salary was $80,733, state record show. It has grown since then to $122,707, a 52% increase in years. That is amazing. But totally coincidental that she's having a sexual relationship with the Speaker of the House. I'm sure. I'm sure that's just totally coincidental. No, n- Any inference of quid pro quo, poppycock. Back to the article, the raises are well above what rank and file state employees received during that period. Though they're not out of line with raises Jamie's got in this job before her relationship with Moore began. Now, I'm going to put allegedly, because now I'm questioning whether this started before on average state employees saw their pay increase by less than 15 percent from 2018 to 2022 according to the office of state human resources so average rank and file state employee gets a, a probably about a three two to three percent pay raise each year in 2016 jamie lassiter's job paid less than 64,000 a year so when she started in 2016 she was making less than 64,000. by 2018 she was making 79,000, almost at 25 percent increase over two years makes you wonder now maybe she wasn't having an affair with speaker of the house and see more i'm wondering once again theory just my conjecture tinfoil hat was she having an affair with someone else then I mean people just normally don't get 25% pay increases. In my industry, IT, I used to get 25% incre- increases by jumping ship. I moved from job to job and in each of those jobs I would usually make get a pay raise of 20 to 25 30% as I jump ship because I would negotiate a good salary and a good package. That's how I would make it. Now, once I'm in my job, I don't do that as do the 25%, but and on years I can get a 5 or 6 7% increase if I have a good year and I can quantify my achievements for the company. Can she do that? Once again, I would love to see her her performance evaluations. And can the the head of this organization actually list out her wonderful achievements that would justify a 50% pay raise? Or did she just do a job like everyone else was doing? I mean, if she reorganized the organization and made it more efficient, quicker, more responsive, and, and just totally revamped the company. Company and made it something new, then yes, I could see that. If she could say, hey, we were still acting like it was 1960 and I brought it into the 21st se- century. I went out and found new software. I found vendors. I negotiated the deals. I got money approval through the government. I got you know everything else. Maybe she can justify that, but I want to know what those are. Back to the article. According to the conference's bylaws, the group's executive committee sets the director's salary. Washington said Moore never met in the process, and that there wasn't any thought that if the conference treated the speaker's girlfriend well, the legislature would treat the conference well. Well, of course, that's not going to be said directly. I'm sure if anything happened, it was in a personal conversation or through intermediaries that would let somehow get something back to the head of the committee saying, "Hey, treat this woman right, and Speaker of the House will treat you right." Back to the article: more Republican. From Cleveland has said repeatedly that he didn't use his power as speaker to impact his relationship with Jamie Lasseter or any other relationship quote not in any way at all he told reporters or oh, of course he's going to say that now he could be telling the truth I, I don't trust politicians any Democrat or Republicans my theory is you, you know how you tell when a politician is lying his lips are moving that's my default position with everybody Moore declined to discuss Lasseter's raises specifically referring questions about her salary to the conference which well, he should because basically the conference now needs to explain how someone justified a 50% pay raise. Now me, I'm just thinking she left her husband in 2019. She's out on her own as a single woman. She may get some alimony, but she has a decent job. Not sure how much her husband's making. She may get a small amount of alimony depending on the difference between their salaries. She now needs more money to live because it costs more for a single person to live than a a couple to live. So did she ask her friends with benefit to say, hey, I need to make more money. Either can you give me another job that pays better or what can you do? He says, oh, I know what I can do. The head of your committee, executive head is my friend. Let me just have a little conversation with him and see what we can do. The fact that this happened and no one questioned it means no one was paying attention to this organization. They're paying attention now because it's caught up in the news cycle and people are digging on what really was going on and they're digging to see if there was some type of quid pro quo between jamie lassiter and nc speaker moore back to the article there have been questions before about moore's love life tangling in his political one in 2017 moore's ex-fiance was the only person considered for a pair of state jobs after the speaker forwarded her resume and only her resume to the state's department of insurance Hmm. I'm sure that was only a coincidence. Probably the only resume he he actually received. One of those jobs had been created by the General Assembly that same year as part of the state budget process that Moore would have been heavily involved with. Oh yeah, I'm sure that once again, a totally a coincidence that the General Assembly created a brand new job under the State Department of Insurance. And the only resume that was that he forwarded to the Department of Insurance just happened to be his, his fiance at the time. Once again, purely a coincidence. When WRAL asked about the matter at the time, Moore acknowledged backing her hire and said he did so because she was a talented attorney suited for the job. Insurance Commissioner Mike Causey told WRL News in 2018 that he felt no pressure for Moore to hire the woman and she did an amazing job. Once again, guys, when you get someone powerful like that says, hey, I want you to look at I got a resume for you. It's implied give it preferential treatment. I know in my job, once again, when I was in management, if someone higher up sent me a resume or said, hey, you're going to be getting a resume for your open position. I know this person. I think this person would be a great fit for this role. And it's someone that is in my chain of command, either my boss's boss boss's boss or my boss's boss's boss somewhere in that chain of command if i received that communication i knew it was implied we really want this person to have the job and that's in corporate politics when you get into government politics it's it's known for you scratch my back i scratch your back you wash my hand i wash your hand i mean it, this is it's quid pro quo and of course mike causey i looked him up he was a republican is going to say, oh, absolutely. There was no no pressure, no pressure at all, that I just happened to hire the one resume that was sent to me by the Speaker of the House more, or if he was Speaker of the House at that time. But the one person I got a resume from the Speaker of the House, I hired her and she did an amazing job. Once again, purely coincidental. Doesn't look good. Once, once again, this is the, the problem if, in politics. My my biggest concern is the hypocrisy and the Democrats have the same hypocrisy. Don't get me wrong there. I'm just focusing on This one, the party of family values, the party of Christian values, Christian moral and ethics—total hogwash, total BS. Politics is professional wrestling. They decide who's going to win a match when they go into one town, and you get the two people that hate each other, supposedly. And they go into that town. Someone behind the scenes tells them, "Okay, you're going to wrestle for 20 minutes, and I want so and so to win, and here's how I want them to win." And they, they they usually allow the wrestlers to figure out how they're going to fight, what they're going to do. They'll have a little short discussion of how it's going to play out. A lot of it's ad hoc. But then at a certain point, they decide, hey, this is what's going to happen. And they have to follow the guy calling the shots or they get in trouble. And that's all we're seeing here. Politics, Democrat, Republican, both professional wrestling. Someone behind the scenes is calling the shots. And we're seeing that more and more with this. And I think this lawsuit is just Digging into this and exposing the craziness in politics. I'm fascinated by this because it's the gift that keeps on giving as the longer this drags on, the more dirt that is going to be dug up about this. And this just makes you wonder what type of quid pro quo was going on. Makes me wonder, did the affair really start in 2019 or did it begin sometime earlier. Once again, my thinking out loud, my conjecture, my tinfoil hat, my conspiracy theorist mine is wondering that. And as more comes up, which I'm sure will, I'll bring it back to everybody. Thanks for listening. I could run the whole block just from walking the line, parking is prime, these are the thoughts of my mind. I'm a straight rider, never stop at a sign And I'm only slowing down if I'm stopping the sign Six figures on the check before I'm jotting a line It goes one for the money, two for the clothes Three for the honeys and a four for the flows Five O's and six